TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is just fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one. <laughs> it's Roycey on baseball. Let's go. Welcome to the Score North AL Central Champs Twin Show. I don't know how long we're going to call it that, but that's what it is right now. Patrick Royce in Manny Hill along with me, Derek Wetmore. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? We are doing outstanding, except like everybody else in Minnesota, I got pneumonia. But yeah, I was going to say, I'm just fine. 15 just, degrees is the right time to break know. out the hot stove. Well, last weekend I went to Hutchinson on Friday for a high school football game, yeah. and the press box was 28 degrees. And then Saturday I went to Northfield. And the press box was 30 degrees, and then four <laughs> days later, I said, I'm immune to this stuff. It doesn't bother me. See, that was And then problem. at 6 o'clock at night, I started coughing and said, and like four days later, I said, where the hell did this come See, from? See, that was what your problem. Happened? You got <laughs> arrogant <laughs> about it. And then my wife got it much worse. Than oh, I no. She's, uh, she's in bad shape. And okay. Of course, it's my fault. So. Well. I said, blame the Star Tribune. They said they wanted me to go to Hutch in Northfield. So, <laughs> school anyway, football. It's not my fault. No, I wanted to go to Hutch. Yeah. By the way, did you see my Hutch Saturday? I did Friday not. against uh, Fridley? I did not. I saw him a week ago, and they uh, ran 52 times and passed five. I'm not sure they threw a pass uh, against, <laughs> oh against Fridley. The game was over at like 845 or something. If you're going to cover <laughs> high school football, cover Hutch. Man. Well, I was, <laughs> I was, I was, woo, 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 woo. Well, before we, you know, yeah. get too far off of baseball here, though, I was lucky enough to do some PA announcing. Hastings actually hosted a state quarterfinal game on Friday between Boy. Simley and uh, Winona. Two running teams. Two running teams. Nine turnovers really? combined oh in wow. the game. Wow. Yeah. Winona won 24 to 14. But, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Nine turnovers. Well, Hutch has got a quarterback who's actually a tight end going to Boise State. Mm-hmm. He either runs straight ahead or he hands it off to a guy who runs left, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> There's something to it's be said great. about simplicity. Um, you wanted to start off with the uh, Washington Nationals. Here's what I uh, wanted to start off with. What were your years as the uh, Baltimore Orioles uh, one. MLB backup? One summer you? in 2013. Well, you have imminent, uh, intimate uh, knowledge of what those O's must be going through now. Uh, they have, what, the second worst team in baseball this year behind the Tigers. Yep. And down the road... Uh, less than an hour, unless you take the beltway at four, <laughs> then four hours. But uh, but they have the world champs, uh, and you know they've redone Camden Yards and they've done all that. But that organization is, you know, when you look at the decline in baseball attendance and everybody's in a panic. Well, it's places like Baltimore that are losing. Every year they open the gates, they draw three hundred thousand less than they did yep. before. Wow! And what, uh, what, you know, you were there, and Buck was yep. making them competitive for yep. a few years. Chris there. Davis hit fifty-three home runs that year. Yes. Adam Jones was great. Mm-hmm. It was a good team. But By the-, the way, the worst, the worst decline in the history of baseball. Chris Davis. Chris Davis, yeah. Now yeah. outdoing Ryan Howard. 
because at least the Phillies had the good taste to get rid of them. The Nats, <laughs> the uh, Orioles keep batting them. But keep them tell yeah. me about that market. So what? one of the things that I wanted to point out was the bitter dispute that those two yes, franchises right. have. It's not just Baltimore's bad and they're struggling to draw. It's Baltimore's bad and like there's some bad blood there because well, of the I TV deals. I think they get two thirds of the doesn't for a certain amount of period. The Orioles, to allow the Nats to come in, got two-thirds of the TV so, money from Masson. I don't know the exact agree. That might be exactly right. My understanding of it, just on a, on a you know zoom-out level, was the Orioles would have to sign off on a franchise coming there because it's within your, yes, your right. boundaries. Yes, TV audience. And yeah. so they were you know, kind of in the driver's seat, so yeah. to speak, for saying, yes. all right, cool, you want to let these get well, give us a sweetheart deal and we'll let that yes, happen. That was... But there was this animosity between the teams, even, you know, 2013 when I was there, I'm sure that hasn't dissipated, but the the watching the Nats then hoist the trophy, uh, wow. boy. And, and, and a year when you, I don't know, they're, they got to be fighting to draw a million Oh, my gosh, I, I, I didn't see the numbers, but it's it was bad this summer. I know that. You know, my uh, early years were when the Orioles were, you know, winning 103 yeah. and still sure. fighting to draw a million. Sure. You know, they drew a million one. There's this whole notion that Baltimore is a great baseball town because they drew like hell when they didn't have a football team. And they yeah. were like, okay, we're going to embrace the O's well. because the Colts are gone. And, uh, you know, and then Camden Yards – you you know you had to go to the game there for the first five years. Yeah. It was such a, a target field in the it was early such 90s. a novelty to, as a baseball park. Yeah. It yeah. started a whole generation of stadiums, and it was fantastic. Right. Yeah. But deep in its soul, it's, it's a, a football, football town. town. Well, and, uh, and then the funny. Ravens come back yeah. and then win the Super yeah, Bowl right, within right next door five years. I would or say it's it like this. It, it's it's a little like the Twin Cities, where there are baseball people, there is a baseball culture. However. Yes. Football wins. Football always wins. Mm-hmm. Camden Yards is in the parking lot of M&T Bank Stadium, mm-hmm. and it's not close to which is more popular. No. And, uh, yeah, anyway, I, I was going to bring that up and say, man, alive, how would you like to? You know, the Angelos, the Angelos clan doesn't have the greatest reputation. No, that grump- would be are fair there, to say. Are the sons as grumpy as the old man? Didn't know not? him very well. Okay. As you said, I was the number two. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I dealt with Buck and Dan Duquette. That uh-huh. was about it. <laughs> Well, it was, uh, you know, my friend Peter Schmuck. Yeah, of course. The aptly named Peter Schmuck, as we call him. <laughs> uh, he probably says that about himself, too, from the Patrick. Baltimore paper. And they have sent him on a lot of road trips as a baseball yeah. columnist to go with the beat writer. Sure. So they, the Sun has continued to cover the hell out of them. And I was talking to him this spring, and I said... He said, I think they got a chance to come close to 500. And I said, Peter, Peter, who who are these guys? I said, I, I don't uh, believe that. I don't know what did they ended up winning 50-some, right? Yeah, 100 lost teams. Supposedly in better shape than the Tigers, though. In terms of system and uh, all that coming more up? More players coming up okay. and stuff that like that. Could well be. Well, I talked to some of those guys in spring training because they're my old buddies, and they said, this team's not going to have enough pitching to win you know, 70 games. And turns out they were a little high on that. And I brought up the Tigers for a reason, too. Uh, you see who's on the outs with the Tigers, oh, don't you? I did see this story. Triple-A skipper Doug McCavich. Really? I talked to him. Uh, I did a piece uh, for the before the playoff series started on the two thousand two Twins. The you know the the 
last team to win a series. Yeah. And, uh, to, and I talked to Dougie, and he was great, but he told me that uh, they wanted to give him a job as a hitting instructor in the minors, even though he had a two-year contract, mm-hmm. because uh, the, uh, you know, they, according to Dougie's version, they, uh, last year they loved him. Hmm. Because he held, they gave him a two-year deal last year after his first year at Toledo when they made the playoffs, and uh, he did it in a hard-nosed style. Yeah, of course. And then this time they tell, told him they had to get rid of him because he was too hard-nosed with the players, <laughs> with the young players. It's the old offensive coordinator. I think part <laughs> of the uh, I think part of the the problem became Daz Cameron, who they're trying to. You know, is it Mike Cameron's son? Mike, is that right? Mike Cameron's son, okay. who they're trying to build up as a as a phenom of the future. Road to Detroit. They, that's their publicity campaign. Yeah, outfielder like Dad yeah, too. He's an outfielder like Dad, and he can strike out like Dad. <laughs> and but Dad figured it out, you yeah. know. And Dad's is Dad's was uh, well. My conversation with Dougie was eh, not exactly on the record, but. Uh, He's oh, give us da- he wonders about Daz's commitment okay. and his ability to think his way to adjustments. And he should have been in double A at best, he said this wow. year. And they made it. he said he got in a big argument with him. He said, send him back to Erie for a couple of weeks and let him see if he can get some hits and come back here. But you're killing this kid. He can't handle triple A pitching. Yeah. And of course in spring training when I talked to Gardy, it was eh, you know, we're gonna start the year with um, Who's the strikeout guy they got? The center Jones, uh, the center fielder that they yeah, J- uh, Jacoby Jones. Jacoby Jones, who's mm-hmm. who's got a contact issue. Sure, himself. Fair to <laughs> Very say. good athlete. He said, "We're going to start the, this guy, but this Daz Cameron, ooh, he's got some. He's coming. I guess he looks great in BP. Oh, okay. but anyway, Dougie's on. Dougie's available once again. That's right. And of course, Dougie's big problem is when he gets fired. He, he had there's a article in the free press with him. He's willing to making be candid, very, very making candid, candid yeah. remarks. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Vaguely, <laughs> uh, it kind of comes to memory. That, uh, that probably decreases his chances. Well, of, uh, it's interesting of having another team. I w- I got a hunch. Dougie will be the fiery manager in an independent league here uh, pretty soon. <laughs> Could well be. And I also think the Twins are going to have some openings this winter. This is something I wanted to yeah. talk about today. I didn't know I, where we were going to start. Yes, I wouldn't think Dougie I'm not pitching Dougie baseball no. for those openings. But what do you think it about the like fact Hefner's that... Hefner's leaving, huh? The possibility. There is a report that uh, assistant pitching coach Jeremy Hefner is being interviewed for the Mets pitching coach yeah, he, job. He was a Mets pitcher, and yeah. uh, I don't know if he's got a relation with Beltran. But I got to tell you, I got a hunch Carlos isn't hiring the. Uh, he might not be picking the, uh, the staff. The staff. No, right. that might be I the got case. A hunch that, uh, but uh, well, they're going to lose. They've already lost Rousen. I think that's a loss. And, and they, if they lose Hefner, and they lost. Didn't they lose another one of their pitching gurus yeah. upstairs? So the well, guy who's number two up there behind Kalk or whatever his name is. Um, I don't know if they lost a pitching side guy. They lost a hitting coordinator. Oh, that um, was the guy, yes. Peter Fancy oh, yeah, to the yeah, uh, right. Red Excuse Sox. Me. And, and but then they also lost um, Tanner Swanson, <clears throat> the catching coordinator. Oh so, so, man, the you know, uh, genius that fixed the Garver Garver's guy. Yeah, where did he go? Uh, the Yankees uh, on their big league staff. Oh, really? So, so big step yeah. up for I'd say all three of those guys. Our really. boys got rated uh, pretty. I don't think oh. Rousens was a step 
forward. I, I don't know what the you know, so they give you a title of any, offensive any, coordinator. And he or lives something. in Florida. Like yeah, I mean that that had to be too. personal reasons. I'd but I don't going from the twins hitting the much honored twins hitting coach to that collection sure. uh, tells me that that's not a promotion. Maybe not. Um, I talked to Mitch Garver on the phone last week for the show, mm-hmm. and he mentioned that it was there's some family ties there, some family reasons for why Rousen. And, and I'm guessing you get the title, uh, you know, offensive coordinator or whatever. Maybe that comes with a pay raise. I'd be embarrassed to be called an offensive yeah, coordinator well. in baseball. I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> I'd be. I'd said. I'd say, okay, I'll take the job, but, but don't call me it. an offensive coordinator. <laughs> Just call me the hitting guy. That's fine. Uh, this is baseball, you jackasses. <laughs> so two things on this, Pat. I think that James Rousen lost is a big one. I liked him as a guy, and I thought he was really good at communicating. I heard you say this about a high school football coach a couple of weeks ago, that what makes an athlete an athlete mm-hmm. is his ability for his body to do what his mind imagines. Yeah, his mind imagines things. And uh, that was John Hanson, the old Osseo coach, telling me that about Bridge Tussler watching a high school game. <laughs> and his, his, his body can do yeah, it. And John just died, and he was a legendary coach out Rest there. And he, yeah. But I was standing on the sideline with him, and Tussler did something crazy thing with that he did with Osseo and yeah and that was it and you think what I think that Rousen's special gift his ability to be such a good hitting coach is because he can see what the body is supposed to do yeah and put it into words for you yeah and yeah. that's I I mean I can't do that he's a really sharp guy that's a bad loss I think yeah. although it is funny how you know we looked at Rudy as a guy that they hired five years ago because they wanted a Spanish speaker on the staff. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, the Latin guys love him. He's, he's more than uh, yeah. that. And yes. he can really communicate with them. And he's almost the Hispanic pitching coach. You know, I mean, yeah, hitting coach. coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, He could be the new hitting coach and then you I just would, go find a new assistant. Yeah, I wouldn't possibly. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. But I talked to uh, Falvey about this and – or Levine about this, and they're basically going to wait till the staffs are hired and the major, you know, and then they're going to, you know, they don't want to hire somebody and then a week later have a new manager in Frisco. Frisco doesn't have a manager, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's right. They're still looking. Yeah, mm-hmm. and or Pittsburgh, and you know, yep. they don't want to. They want to make sure Shelton doesn't get a job before they start. Yeah, you know, you know, looking around and if you hired, putting a staff together. If you hired a guy and then Shelton gets hired as the Pirates, don't be surprised skipper. if they end up with a hitting coach out of college someplace. Yeah, that's you know, you're, you're you know, not kidding. West Johnson type. How much? How much promoting from within do you think we'll see to fill some of these? Well, positions? some of their guys they were going to promote from within they got hired elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. so. It'd be on the Yankees. I don't know who's their. Uh, the roving hitting guy, Mackey. Uh, Mackey's the pitching guy. Oh, pitching guy. That's um, right. Was that just the guy that just got hired away? Was he the roving hitter guy? I don't know. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on this on the air now. Um, but the, like you're talking the guy that would work with in a James Rousen type role. But the guy, no, but the guy that minors. goes to the guys that, like the minor league director of hitting. They, yeah. You know, like they have like Mackey is for pitching. Yeah. But it's. You know what's an interesting thing, Manny and Derek, about baseball in the last five, six years? Mm. These analysts oh, yeah. are coveted. You know, I mean, they're being hired away from they're, – they're not just scouting players. They're scouting analysts and coaches and and the technical guys like Daniel Adler when they got him. 
there was a big bidding war for him, and he was coming out of the NFL. Yeah, that's right. Mm. But he was an analytic guy, you know, three degrees and, you know, lawyer, doctor, MBA, you know, yeah, MBA, yeah, the whole just, damn thing. <laughs> and they just gave him a promotion probably I, to keep him from going someplace else just, with a nice raise. I was right? just going to ask you this because there was a – I wouldn't call it a Friday news dump. The news came out on Friday. They promoted four guys. Yeah. Daniel Adler was one of them. Alex Hassan. Jeremy Zoll, your guy. Yeah, who's now ranks. he's got the assistant, assistant GM title. GM. So I see, and uh, Jeremy Ratt was the fourth promotion that they uh, announced on Friday. All of them are step-ups to either a GM role, assistant yeah. GM, or a director-level role. I got to think there are other they're guys just, calling and saying, yeah, hey. Yeah. And they're just, they're new titles when they go someplace else and for it. It's a new, Adler will probably be a GM someday. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a new title that you can use on your resume. I don't think it probably changes their duties much, but it gets an excuse to give them an extra 100000 a year. Yeah, in this case, they they might be doing a little different things. So, so mm-hmm. Jeremy Zoll was promoted up. Um, he might just have his hand in a few more things now. Adler was just overseeing just everything, and now mm-hmm. he uh, sort of moves from beyond that director of baseball ops. But these are the guys, Pat, that behind the scenes, I'm told that those if, if those guys were to leave – they would have been noticeable losses for the Twins mm-hmm. and, and their baseball ops yeah, side Zola, of things. They like Zola a lot, and Adler's a bright guy. Definitely. So uh, if you were Shelton, Pittsburgh had hired you. No, they have. They still oh, they're for still looking for their GM. Yeah, you got to get both of them. So I wouldn't I take wonder, that job uh, before a GM was hired for sure. You know, Levine and Shelton make a great team for them. But I wouldn't take the job if I was either of them. You're, it's a dead end. They're, yeah, they're no. done. They had their period. They had a shot. They were in three straight wild card games. They were good, but mm-hmm. they're not. Start they're not over. paying. They're not paying. I just look at it from both of those guys' perspectives. And now, this is not with twins colored glasses. This is not to say like everything the twins do is awesome and great. But their situation right now, yeah, wouldn't be improved either one of those guys no, by you going go to there Pittsburgh. And you go there in three years, you get part. And plus, have you? you know, no, Bean might be able to hang for a few years, but but if you're Shelton, Shelton you go there and lose, you get fired in the middle of the third and, season. And then do you get another job? Those are the yeah. kinds of things you have to think. And plus, have have you paid this project <laughs> off yet? I still think that this is a team that's got aspirations to at least you know contend for a World mm-hmm. Series. It's not like they got there this year. How many uh, coaches in college athletics? have taken that head coaching job someplace that was a dead end complete dead end. Yeah. Oh, Chad Morris. See it everywhere. Chad Morris, SMU, we love him, hot thing, goes mm-hmm. to Arkansas, doesn't make it through his second season. Four and eight. You know, uh, I mean, these, but that's a, a good job anyway. I mean, that that's a job that pays. But these guys that go to the middle level of the Mountain West and think that they're going to, you know. <laughs> the Pittsburgh that, Pirates. You know, Craig Bowl, God love him. He's, yeah. you know, he was at North Dakota State winning national championships, and now he's at Wyoming trying to become bowl eligible right. and go That's play right. in some bowl game nobody cares about. And you he's, know. you know, now I hope my friend Tracy Ringlesby isn't listening to this. Uh, I think this is uh, Wyomania. I'm not going this year. It's a good oh, thing no. I got a cold, but uh, uh, you know he's he's 
You know, he could be in Fargo. He could have been a, probably got a big-time job if he'd stayed and won a couple more championships. Or just stay and you know. get a statue. And now he's in Laramie. So, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's not always that's the right. best thing to take. And I'd, I'd hate to see Shelton end up in Pittsburgh because they have no chance. Hey, speaking of grass is greener, we got to hit a break here. But let's come back, and I want to know about Jake Odorizzi, what you think about the qualifying offer. Should the Twins keep him? Should he want to stay? And I also have a bit of a... Uh, Smoking pot theory for you about the twins catcher situation that we can get into. Don't next. give me the grand all thing. They aren't getting <laughs> I want your opinion when we come back. Score North first place twin show, Patrick Royce and Manny Hill. I'm Derek Wetmore. Back after this. Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952 952- 925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. Welcome back. Score North AL Central Champs Twin Show. Patrick Royce, Manny Hill, and Derek Wetmore with you. I've got a quick theory. I don't think we're going to talk about it for too long, Patrick, based on your reaction off the microphone. Uh, and, and I heard your uh, your little slam on me on Mackie and Judd the other day. Yes, Just I suggested you were uh, refer at it, in but case, that's all. In case you were, well, that was <laughs> I didn't want to demean you. But. <laughs> no, 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 no. And in case you lost any sleep over how I was feeling about that, I laughed very hard. I had a good time. I'm gonna, I expect to see you walk into the hookah lounge up the street from me one of these days. <laughs> I won't make a joke. Flavored here. tobaccos. It's uh, well. It was funny. You walked it backwards to start. You said, you know, he's he just he he puts himself together well. He's such a gentleman. <laughs> I had no idea he was going home and smoking copious amounts of pot. <laughs> Coming up with theories. Yes. So here's my theory for the listening audience. Mitch Garver is a star catcher. He's your uh, your one A. Yasmani Grandal is a free agent. He's your one A two. Go sign him for twenty million a year and see what happens. Well, okay, I could go along with that if you then just move Garver to first base and then uh, I bet he could play get some rid first. of. Oh, he could play first base. He'd be fine. Probably better there in the catching. But uh, you know, and let Crone go. Nobody Crone is not getting any mention at all. I think maybe he was hurt too much last yeah, year. Yeah, and well, they and- might not. You know, and he he was a little he was okay at the end again, but he had yeah. well, he had a couple of bad months in the middle. But I, I don't think you can afford to have, uh, you know, two expensive catchers. And plus, if you're going to spend $20 million, you got to get a pitcher. You, yeah. you watch the postseason, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're out there with Jose Barrios and Odorizzi and God knows who. Good luck, I mean, yeah. you, you, that World Series proved to you how far you are away from being competitive. Well, and so I'd, I look at this and I say, what are you going to have to spend this winter? Yeah, $50, 60000000 million? And if you've got that much room, add a pitcher mm. and Grandall. Well, yes, but okay. 
pictures. I was just e- looking at the pictures. Easier said than done, I know. Uh, pictures, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe the the 33-year-old guy from the Dodgers, what's he going to cost you? Kenjin Roo. Roo. Yeah, yeah, what's he going to cost you? Uh, he can come in here and fool him, and he didn't get their qualifying offer. Yeah, because he got it last year. Um, mm-hmm. So he's going to be – he's probably one of those guys that's in the same class of free agents as Madison Bumgarner, <sighs> as Jake Odorizzi, and the difference is he doesn't have a I, draft pick. I, I think you got to figure out a way to get Garber in a lineup 120 games and see if last year was, sure. you know. Yeah. How, do you, how many at-bats he end up with? A little over 300? Yeah, so I was like 350, basically. Yeah, I mean, you got to – you got that to – that swing looks like it plays. I think so. And, uh, you know, if, if he could be, you know, your – first baseman for 50 games and your catcher for 50 games and then you got a number one catcher i'd be okay with yeah, that yeah yeah because you know god love him he made improvement catching but he's he's i thought his last six weeks he wasn't as good behind the plate that's fair and uh you know it's a long I, season i wouldn't move uh, you know 359 played appearances. did he get that many? how many home runs 30 31 31 yep so he led the world right and home runs per bats silver oh. slugger the only Twins catcher not named Joe Mauer to win Silver Slugger. And Although, uh, a different a different version of slugging. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the highest slugging percentages all time for a catcher. Yes. Part of that's the bouncy ball era. And yeah. I was going to point out, too, that when Earl Batty was the Twins catcher, they didn't hand out Silver Slugger. No. So. And Earl had a couple of years before he got, you know. But then again, I looked it up. Earl started... 141, wow. I believe, behind the plate wow. in uh, the year they went to the World Series. Will, and, uh, will we ever see a catcher Earl, catch 140 You know, Earl again? was a great athlete, yeah. a great college basketball player, and he could run a little when the Twins got him. When he came here in 61, and he'd already been up for a while. By 65, he couldn't outrun me Yeah, because his knees were shot and everything was – he had hands like a chair, you know, all gnarled up. That's why you're not going to see him do it that much. uh, Well, I like the way they handled their catching last year. I did. I don't know. Any chance Castro comes back for a year? I think he could if – He's not going to have a – there's, you know, you could get him back for six, seven million. No, you know, you you could probably go get a starting job somewhere on a, you know, two-year deal, but – I don't think so. I, you know, I don't think anybody's that hard up for catcher that he's he's going to get another situation where he gets to catch 110 games. I don't see that. Yeah, he'll go and be a split but time. He, you know, he guy. you know he had a when he gets in a slump, it's bad. But yeah. he had a good season at left-handed you know? bat and yes. hit a couple yeah, of I, the I, fence. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back. He, yeah, it's it's a possibility. If that if that's your solution because you want to save some money for a pitcher. I'm cool and uh, how far is the Rook bat away? Uh, one more year. You know, the one they really talk about is that Jeffers. Yeah, yeah, um, he's he's a a level behind. Yeah, Ryan Jeffers. Ryan Jeffers. Uh, they like him too, but I think Rod Rortvet is a is a isn't he a switch hitter and a and a good defensive catcher. I think so. Catcher. I, I haven't seen him play, so I'm just yeah. going. I think he, he made it to Pensacola last okay. year. So. Right. Well, Boy, it's been a long time since they developed one. Yeah, that's I right. I mean, Garber was that was an endless wait, man. He was, you know. He, People don't realize he's like 30 now, yeah, isn't he? It's 20, 20, 28. 28. 28. Yeah, 28. Yeah, it's I mean, like it took him forever to get a Garver, shot. Garver, Joe Maurer. I mean, and Joe Maurer was drafted mm-hmm. ready to catch in the big leagues. So, yeah, it's yep. definitely been a while. Yeah, I have a sick fantasy, though, with bad catching. Okay. I love bad catching. In what you way? Know, <laughs> well, it's just because they're humorous. Oh. Uh, Earl Williams, okay. Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. You know, Earl 
Weaver only cared about hitting home runs. Earl was the last. He didn't care about catching either. If you want to steal a, he wanted you to try to steal a base because he thought you were an idiot. But <laughs> Earl Williams was a, like a big slug, and he would have been a DH if yeah. the DH had been, you know, well, they actually, the DH was there, but he had other guys he wanted to give the job to. Sure. But Earl was the, Earl was unbelievable. Okay. Earl was like half of them hit him, hmm. you know, and, but, the famous story about Earl is they had a uh, hotshot pitching prospect. I think it was John Jefferson, who never amounted to anything, but well, through '95 when that was something. And uh, Earl, he's out there and he's throwing sliders and curveballs and changeups, and and they finally have a meeting at the mound, and and the pitching coach says, "Hey, Earl." Call for fastballs. Call for fastballs. And Earl said, I don't get fastballs. They don't get fastballs. <laughs> That's my catcher. That's my idea. I also was in the Superdome when the Astros were trying to turn Cliff Johnson into a catcher. Okay. Now you'd have to look this guy up. Yeah. Slugging beast. But he was there for the Twins. Uh, Astros played the first ever three games in the Superdome. And it was terrible. And, and Joe Necro was pitching, throwing his knuckler sure. against the Twins. And the Twins struck out five times in the first inning and scored three runs. Oh, no. Cliff chased, oh, no. Cliff chased every pitch back to the screen, back to the back. Cliff finally just started walking back to the ball. I love I have I've tried to find my stuff I wrote about oh, Cliffy. No. Cliffy was fantastic. I Jeez. love bad catching. But the old, uh, the old Bob Euchre theory, yes, isn't that it? Right. Yes, How do you right. catch a knuckleball? You wait till it stops rolling and you pick it up. I don't know. What what about Bumgartner? Three for sixty and you gotta give up your number one. Do you do it? So that's gonna be the trick with some of these guys is and maybe we ask about Odorizzi here too in this same breath. If I was him I'd take the seventeen because otherwise if he doesn't sign with the twins, he can sign with the twins. he can take the seventeen and then negotiate a three year deal. Sure. But if he doesn't take the seventeen He's going to be sitting there till exactly June because you know. that's what I was going to bring up with Mad Bum. Now he'll be Lance Lynn. Maybe he gets a little boost because of the pedigree and the World Series. I mean, he's a hero, right? He's like Mad one Bum, of these yeah. larger than life figures. And I'm going to ask you for your Mad Bum story because I can't quite remember the details about how he got hit by a pitch, but uh, in a second because these guys are looking at what happened to Craig Kimbrell and what happened to Dallas Keuchel. They had to wait. Dallas Keuchel was coming off a decent year yes. in the World Series. And ended up winner, pitching good. Former Cy Young and was great for the Braves. Now, he's on the market right yes, now. You can't have with no qualified offer. Right? That's how it goes. Yep, He bet on himself, basically, mm-hmm. for the rest of the summer, and it looks like he made a good choice. Yeah. But, but if I'm the Twins, I'm in a spot right now with my team that the draft money and the draft pick, it doesn't bother me so much. It's kind of like trading a young prospect, unproven. Yes, it is. I'm it good is. with that. It, and they're going to where are they picking? Twenty fifth or sixth, probably. Yeah, you know what I haven't because uh, 101 wins. I mean, fourth best record in the big leagues. And it's it doesn't doesn't go by league anymore, right? I think that it, it does. Goes. Every other, I mean, it used to be boom, boom, boom. You know who had the worst? Don't you go World yeah. Series winner? Yeah, World Series winner. Pick. And I think after that, it's wins and losses. Okay. So okay. They, okay. I think they're 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 probably picking twenty eighth or sure. Something. And so, but this 
likely wouldn't be the first round pick. I think it would be the second round pick for the Twins. I'd, I'd have to go where he this. is in the ratings of the uh, players. You know, unless if you're going to give, well, I'd sure give up a, I, I'd sure give up a second rounder for me. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even do the analysis on that. I say right. we're good here. I'm I'm yeah. taking this guy instead of the prospect. Although, you know, he ain't what he was. That's, that's for true. sure. He's pitched a lot of innings, but I think that's true. I think he can come in here, protect him, have him pitch six. You know, say you know, have him pitch six in the third. But you got to bring back Odorizzi. They have no choice. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say if you got a rotation that goes Barrios, Madison Bumgarner, Jake Odorizzi, suddenly you know, sixty percent of your games you feel okay. You got a chance to go out and win. Yeah, what are they going to do with? Uh, I heard uh, an MLB conversation the other day where they thought about wondering about bringing back Pineda. I wouldn't do it. Uh, a, interesting. a, he never got in shape, and B, he just put the screws to me. Yeah, as bad as anybody's ever done. That's right. And I hell with him. And as I told you guys once, my buddy George King said, if if he would have had to get into college, taking the SAT, he might have a little trouble. <laughs> That's a very yeah. plain way yeah. to put it. Yeah. He's tough to trust. That's one hundred percent factual. Yes. However, yes. this is well. Like, he'd have to show up. He'd have to. I'd have to go visit him in January to see what his condition. Although, what's the deal? If can they? If they don't tender him, can they? Well, he's, can they then not sign him? He's just going to be a standard free agent. So yeah, he's yeah. the Twins are in no advantageous position here, other than if he feels a little guilty and feels like he's got yeah. unfinished business. Well, and the other thing too is, if you bring him back, you're not going to have him for the first what, yeah. month of the season because yeah, the suspension is going to carry over. Sure. Like thirty, yeah, yeah, about probably middle May before you can get him because he can he go to the minors and pitch. I don't think he can. He can, can do he? the rehab thing. So like yeah. a month to go, he can do. Uh, it's like thirty days. Okay. I think he can okay. be pitching for Rochester. I don't know. I'd have to see him. I'd have to see if he gets gets himself in shape. Or not. he was. He's. I mean, he's he's the biggest human being I've ever seen in baseball. Yeah, he but, makes Miguel Sano looks small. But he has to get better. Let me ask you this though: If there's other teams out there. How, who's who's interested in Michael Pineda right now, right? So you know. No, I think you get him for say five million bucks. You want to pitch less, one hundred and seventy-five innings for us? Yeah, you know he was pitching good, but I don't know. He's not a guy. He's not a guy that's gonna. I want to sprint into the postseason with sure because right? he's a. When you watch these teams hit now, that are uh, good. Yeah, you're exactly you're good. Right. And he's the chase guy. Yep. He wants you to chase. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he would have gotten the Yankees out either because no. they don't chase. He's, he's Anibal Sanchez of this yes. rotation, if that's what you do with it. Now, I won't spend any time asking you about Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg. Maybe that's for another show. But No, well, no. Yeah, it's for another show in I, L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get my buddy Rhett on the podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. But... Uh, another exciting name for Twins fans is Brewster Gratterall. Do you have in your mind what you would do with him if you're the Twins next year? I would uh, – here's his problem. What did he pitch last year? 60 innings total? I can look that up for you. Total, counting the minors. You cannot You cannot go into a season and think that he's going to be one of your starting pitchers because you're going to get 100. You know, you're going to Strasburg him. You're going to get 100 innings max. Shut her down. So, you know, I would keep him as a starter. And uh, I mean, they have to. They right? have, yeah, because they, they develop just some starter. There, there, there's just outside. But of him, but what I else think people have? might as well get used to the idea that you can't say on uh, 
November 11th that, uh, well, he could be one of your starters. No, he doesn't have any innings. He doesn't have any innings. 70 innings. 70 innings. So the most they'll let him pitch next year is 120. You 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 want him to be a starter, but he's got to you've got to get. Him and the other thing is, what you here's the other season. thing: if you got the one twenty, let's say that's what you're going to let him pitch, you hate to let him burn that early, burn that in the minor leagues, right? Right. Sure. You know, yeah. so it's a, you know, they've done that in the past with uh, kids, kid pitchers. You know, I'd spend the whole winter trying to rehab. I think I know where you're going with this, Fernando Romero. There you go. He should be a starting pitcher, and he should be good. But you know who's, you know who sounded the alarm on him this spring? Lavelle D. Neal the third. That's he's Lavelle's guy. I know, but Lavelle said, and Lavelle, like me, knows about this problem. He said he's fat. He gained, he gained fifteen pounds this winter. Look at him. He said he's. He he said he's bigger. bigger. He's bigger than he was. So he's. So that proves you're dumb, because you have just a hair of success, and you go to you know you go to back home and start eating, Mm. and that happens to, without stereotyping, I guess I got it. That has happened with the twins and several uh, numerous Hispanic kids, and this guy is there's still something there. But he's got to get in shape mentally and physically. But I still don't. The idea that he's a reliever now, I don't buy that. He, he's a big, strong kid. He should be a starter. They should. He has a mix of pitches to be a starter. And I would have. I'd spent a lot of my energy this spring. They, they did such a great job last year reaching out to people and and getting them involved in the program. And, He'd be a guy. You know, you. I was down at Fort Myers in January, and all these kids were, you know, January 15th, there's all these young pitchers were walking around. Yeah. And, you know, easy, you know, you can't write a guy. And in, in, in the past, we've seen the Twins organization be less proactive with these guys and just get disappointed with them and, you know, cast them you know just kind of write them off yeah sure and this kid can't he can be a starting pitcher for you yeah. if you can get to him yeah you've, you've got to get yourself some some options yes. in that department i mean yeah. you've got when gonsalves is gone, gone and cole yes. stewart is gone. gone and these were guys that at one point were gonna be the highly future. touted guys of being yeah. in your rotation long term and now those guys are gone you've got to give yourself well some they they brought when they brought in stewart to be introduced they also brought in Gonsalves as a fourth rounder to join him, and the, they were that excited about him. Trouble with him is he was six foot five, eighteen, and threw eighty nine, and he was six foot five and twenty five and threw eighty nine. Now you know, you know, everybody, you project sure gains in velocity, and they never could get that out of him, even. And then this year, I don't know if they would have made progress with him or not, but he was hurt all year. Did somebody claim somebody claimed him, right? Uh, Gonzalez is going to the Mets. Mets, yep. the Mets right. okay. Yep, and uh, Cole Stewart just outrighted. He's just a free yeah. agent. Yeah. So. Well, you saw that coming. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. even though when we had Levine on our last baseball podcast, as he was rattling off names, his last one, he said, "And Cole Stewart." I said. Yeah. Okay. Thank kind. you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll he, he could be a quarterback. Sure. 
He could be a 28-year-old quarterback at Texas A&M, though. Sure, That's not? where he was headed. Why could, not? Go to, could go to Chris Winkie, right? Yes, he could. Be. Win the Heisman. Yeah. Win the Heisman as a 30-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, a good sign in that Fernando Romero was back with the team in September. I didn't see that coming. And then he was back Maybe to give him a little uh, encouragement to come hey, on. Here's a spot for you yep, if you want to, if you want to do something. Uh, we'll be right back. Score North Twins show. Patrick Royce, Manny Hill, Derek Wetmore. I've got a Nelson Cruz question for you. Welcome back. Score North first place Twins show. Derek Wetmore with Patrick Royce and Manny Hill. We are breaking down the Twins offseason. We had some Earl Williams stories. We talked about the Nats and Orioles and... Then Fernando Romero and Bruiser Gratterall. So wide-ranging as expected, mm-hmm. Patrick. Yeah. I want to finish this show by talking about the guy who a lot of people considered the Twins MVP in 2019, Nelson Cruz. He won the award, right? Didn't yeah, he? the yeah. Writers Association. Yeah. Uh, he didn't win the Derek Wetmore Award, but I don't think he's losing any sleep over that. I gave it to Jorge Polanco. He was just there every single day doing it quietly behind the scenes. Uh, became a better shortstop. Than we thought, but uh, barely, barely. Yeah, I know it. Well, <laughs> there was room for improvement. Let's yes, put it that is. way. It's like my senior season of uh, basketball, Pat, at Bloomington Jefferson. I won most improved because I had the farthest to go. I say one thing about Jorge. They solved his throwing problem by saying, "If you're gonna instead of saying." <laughs> throw it over there, get over the top. They just said, okay, fling it over there. If it gets there, we're not going to make a big deal That's out the thing. of it. Man, they talked Wait, it I up. Get, I get a kick out of the fact they taught him this. That's thing. right. They they said, no, they didn't. They this is the way he threw, and they stopped bugging him about it. Yeah, he said, hey, he's going to throw it wider, wide, left or right 20 yes, times a season yes, anyways. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, Nelson Cruz, though, came to the Twins, and we all had – I think we all had our own expectations, but I thought he was going to be a power hitter. You know, nice little uh-huh. addition. Mm-hmm. He's had a great decade as one of the most powerful hitters in baseball. I had to raise my hand. I did not see that season coming. Well, no, I, I don't think. Well, first of all, nobody, none of us knew that the baseball was going to be as radioactive as it was. That's a fair but point. how many of his home runs didn't matter. wouldn't have been home runs that, if they went 4% less that's far? Right. No, right. I mean, he I mean, he had... Four three in Chicago one night, and the shorty was four thirty one. <laughs> I mean, they were going to the moon. Yes, and most of uh, you know what he end up with thirty. I mean, forty one. Forty one. Yeah, forty one. He would have hit thirty six. Right, that's with right. Last year's baseball. He, he would have hit thirty with uh, large rocks the size yeah, of baseballs. I mean, he hit some absolute moonshots. <laughs> but you know what? When you know he got say, ah, the cheap twins are signing a you know they want a bidding an old guy. The reason I was optimistic was I saw Verducci in November do a breakdown on him because they were talking about free agents mm-hmm. and about how he maintained his swing speed at age 38, 39. And, this, this, and he was showing the swing from 33 and then sure. 38, and it was the same. It was the same. Same swing. Same. He still had the same bat speed. And his pitch recognition. Now, my buddies and Fraley before he died, and uh, and uh, Evan Grant in in Dallas, I was asking them, and they said the thing about him is he'll have two weeks where you think he's the worst hitter that ever lived. That you get in these horrible slumps, and about the time you say he's finished, he'll go on a two week tear. Well, he never had the no. He yeah. never had the. He might have had the four days, sure, which mm-hmm. everybody has, but he never had the two week of 
ineptitude. And he got yeah. through the wrist problems way yes. better than I would have expected. Uh, He's you know, superhuman. If you're having a bad wrist, go have him tear the yeah. tendons. <laughs> just rupture that thing. <laughs> My wrist is a little sore. Can you it's go like, there and rip this thing? It's like Rocky, right? you, you got to cut me. you got to cut yeah. me. This is the goofiest thing. you got to rupture the tendon. That's the goofiest thing I've ever heard. And remember Morneau t- yes. trying to tell us? That's right. In the, in the... He's not you know. Now, Judd. Who's a bit of a medical expert mm-hmm. and never wanted to overreact. That's he right. Very him out for life. That's right. right. Never very centered. You know, and two days later they say, well, the thing ripped. He's good shape. Let's yep, go. He's good to go. We shouldn't have put him on a DL. Yeah, we wish he wasn't. <laughs> we wish we could it's just have him in the line thing tonight. I ever saw. Now, there were times when he'd wince, sure. you know, that there's Made not you hold your breath a little there. bit. But, yeah, he's a fantastic uh uh, signing uh, and such a see, seems like such a decent guy too. Yeah, he's that, a good you know, guy. and you know he's got the most of these guys that got the the posse. Yeah, uh, he's got handlers. Are they all okay? It's an ego but, problem. But these are good guys, and yeah, you know he fed the whole damn team. That's right. Every, every, <laughs> you know, I was in there one day later than normal, and in comes all this food. And I said, "What the hell is this guy?" I think I was talking to Duffy, and he says. Yeah, that's Nelson. They bring that. He brings food in for himself, and then just everybody. A lot yeah. of the Spanish everybody. guys eating it, but anybody who wants to eat it, yeah, of course, can eat it. Good, and, good, and, uh, good leader in a yes. not a necessarily a vocal way. I was. I would my... be embarrassed if I was them though to pick up his option for twelve. Not give him a raise. <laughs> I would be embarrassed not to say, okay, we're going to give you sixteen. Yeah, you okay. Know, no. We're going to give you. We're going to give you an extra four. I'd be embarrassed. I looked at to this. have him play for less money. Your guys, both of your sports memories are much more of a steel trap than mine. But I was racking my brain. I'm trying to think of the best like late thirties athletes in Minnesota, and I got Brett Favre. Yeah. Even Tory had a, had a good year in his final season in Minnesota. I passed that. Well, there have been a few. Nelson Warren, Cruz is, Warren Moon was pretty good. Yeah. He came in with the Vikings in the mid nineties. Yeah. Nelson mm-hmm. Cruz has got to be on that short How long list. Did Carter last? Was he thirty? Chris Carter, thirty-five, uh, 30, maybe? 35, 36, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. And that's. And he came back with the Dolphins for mm-hmm. those handful of the games. The defense are back. Uh, Terrence Newman is. Terrence so, Newman, you know, but, yeah. Yeah. even that. Then he retired in training camp. Yeah. It's like. But, uh, you know, Who knows how this more is going to power end. to him. He said, oh, I can't do it. I know I'm done, yeah. <laughs> There's not many of them walk away. No, they, it's good to know. You know but, yeah, it is uh, it is a, f- a phenomenon because, you know, he did pop positive on steroids, what, yeah. five years ago, 2012, six years ago? I think. 2012, 12, long 13. time ago. Yeah. He's been tested regularly since then, though. And in that sport, with everybody avoiding you know, when you see Miguel Cabrera now and you see Pujols, who actually had a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. But you see them being gone at 33, 34, 35. Their legs are gone. Uh, but Nelson's hurt. Yeah, unbelievable. Now, I wonder if just being a DH all the time, maybe they don't. Might be. He stopped. Him. Is the last time he played the outfield when he screwed up the World <laughs> Series? Uh, I think he played it since, and Rocco threatened to play him there yeah. during spring training yes. this year. Yeah. That was the first indication I had that Rocco might not always be 100% truthful no. with us in the no. media. No, he's uh, – but uh, the manager of the year is uh, coming out here, what, today? Tuesday? Uh, the 14th, so whatever day so that is. is it Tuesday? No, uh, Thursday. 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 Yeah. I'll be interested. Uh, either him or uh, him or uh, Boone, I would think. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I voted uh, – you know, I don't uh, – I usually don't reveal it. You I can disclose vote. on Monday if you I want did, to. I did really – I'm not going to disclose my ballot, but I voted for Rocco. So, <laughs> okay. No, and the main reason is – 
55 robots. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. I looked at that, and I said, I don't Man. care what's going on I here. wonder if he'll it's get a bump. It's like the fourth or fifth largest. Well, let's use the P.J. Fleck model for Rocco. Give year him a zero. bump. Had a uh, good year. Give no, him a bump. No, 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 no. I mean <laughs> a perception, a nationally a perception bump, because Boone, while he had a great managerial season, mm-hmm. it was – it was expected that the Yankees would be great, and then he just navigated well, I don't think injury. It was expected to be great when they had all the injuries. That's right. But, no. but Rocco was but, not expected to win 100 games, right? I think that's going to be. No, as I keep saying, when they were whatever in 78, yeah. you know, I said, if, I think they were 78 and 94 at one time. Uh, 94 and 70. No, no, no. They were better than that. 94 and 68. And. At one point, and I said, if you'd asked me on March 25th, mm-hmm. are they going to be 60, 68 and 94 or 94 and 68? I'd say 68 and 94. Yeah, so wow. Yeah. It's, uh, it, in my lifetime, I mean, certainly winning the World Series in 87 with a team that went 29 and 52 <laughs> on the road yeah. is the most amazing thing. Biggest in, surprise, in yeah. In Twins history. Yeah. But number two is this team went wow. one games. So wow. And individually as a player, my guy Mitch Garver. Yeah, yeah, Mitch Garver. Out top. Of, I'd have to go back and look, but top three all time. Out of nowhere. Fifty-nine years the Twins. Yeah, surprise yeah, season. Amazing. Uh, guys, but we're, the, when you see the swing, I think it'll it's play. Not that much shock. I don't think it's a fluke. No, I think no. he's back next year, twenty twenty. Well, Amazing. that's going to be it. Okay. Score North Twin Show, but Patrick, Manny, I'm really looking forward to doing this show with you guys on Monday during the off season. This I will, will give good. you a uh, next week. I'll have a report from Fort Myers. I'm going to the fort for a few days. We're going to get you on the phone. I'll drive? No, I'll be back. Okay. I'll drive. Uh, I'll drive over and see what's happening. I'll go over <laughs> and check in with my guy Victor and see what's going on. Maybe change up camp down the street. Yes, or yeah, something. could be. We'll could see. Be. All right. For the Score North First Place Twin Show, Patrick Royce, Manny Hill. I'm Derek Wetmore. We'll talk to you guys next week. To be your best every day. You need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples... Temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.